This is our devotional commentary for 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. Now, it is superfluous for me to write to you about the ministry for the saints, for I know your readiness, of which I boast about you to the people of Macedonia, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year. Your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I am sending the brothers so that our boasting about you may not prove empty in this matter, so that you may be ready, as I said you would be. Otherwise, if some Macedonians come with me and find that you are not ready, we would be humiliated to say nothing of you for being so confident. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised, so that it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, He has distributed freely, He has given to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food, will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous in every way, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. By their approval of this service, they will glorify God because of your submission that comes from your confession of the gospel of Christ and the generosity of your contribution for them and for all others, while they long for you and pray for you because of the surpassing grace of God upon you. Thanks be to God for His inexpressible gift. John Calvin said, Those who have riches, whether inherited or won by their own industry and labor, are to remember that what is left over is meant not for intemperance or luxury, but for relieving the needs of the brethren. So, how do you think your friends would describe you in relation to money? Hopefully the word generous might come up. In 2 Corinthians 9, Paul encourages believers to share their resources with those in need, knowing that God will in turn supply and multiply those resources. And for what purpose? So that they may continue to be generous in every way. As Randy Elkhorn memorably put it, God blesses us that we might increase our standard of giving not our standard of living. Yet Paul's focus here is really not 
on the givers at all, but on God. As his people freely meet the needs of one another, more thanksgiving is offered to the real provider. God is glorified, and his gospel is amplified by the generosity displayed in a local church. For in the final analysis, we are all debtors to Jesus Christ, who is God's inexpressible gift. With this Godward focus, it's easy to understand why Paul places such a high value on integrity when dealing with finances. The previous chapter ended with his explanation of the arrangements made for the collection and delivery of this special offering for the poor. He knows that nothing can destroy gospel credibility more quickly than fights and accusations about money. So Paul takes great pains not only to do what is right, but to be seen doing what is right. Everything is above reproach that God may be honored. But if he is practicing financial integrity, he expects his readers to do the same. The Macedonians had been encouraged by the Corinthians' loud pledges to send money to Jerusalem. Paul had gone out on a limb to boast of their generosity and to make all these arrangements. Now they need to come up with the money. A gentle reminder is given, so that neither he nor they will be embarrassed by a failure to keep promises. Yet no offering should be motivated by guilt or obligation, for God loves a cheerful giver, Paul puts it. I mean, most of us could stand to be a bit more reckless in our giving and to have a good laugh about it as we give. After all, we're not throwing our money away. We're planting seeds that God will bless for a great harvest of righteousness. So let's give with a grin, not sparingly, but bountifully. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word.